Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Porter, and I'm joined today by Calvin Wong, board game writer and a host on the Ding and Dent podcast. Uh, how are you doing, Calvin? Yeah, pretty good. Thank you for having me on. Hello, Unlucky Frog listeners. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so just briefly tell us um, who it is you're writing for. We, we know you're involved in the Ding and Dent podcast. Who, who is it you're, you're writing for at the moment? Uh, Ding and Dent mostly, and also uh, BoardGamePrices.com, which is my quote-unquote day job in the board game industry because um, I'm currently their content director. I'm trying basically everything that's not technical on that website I'm sort of in charge of. So, uh-huh. yeah. Okay. So, you, a man of many hats, as it were. Yeah, I had to learn a lot about like analytics and advertising and stuff like that because um, the owner Ben, he's like, "Okay, Calvin, just do this, do this. I need, I need help because I'm running so many other things in my life." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay, okay." okay. Yeah. Uh, but it's been really, really good for me because, um, and it's like we were talking about before the show started, the fact that I wear many hats, have many different perspectives on the industry, help mm-hmm. was a bit of a help to what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Sure. So you you're based in Malaysia, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, for for those of uh, our listeners who are not aware, that there was recently a little bit of a a scandal in Malaysia as far as tabletop is concerned. Um, yeah. Do you yes, want to tell us what happened, Calvin? <laughs> okay. So, um, though, in case in case your listeners don't know, shipping to Southeast Asia for Kickstarters, we're specifically talking about Kickstarter games. Although yes. I guess shipping for all board games really is very expensive. Um, mm-hmm. as, especially if you're shipping from Europe or America. Sometimes if you're shipping from China, where a lot of the games are printed, it's not as bad, but it's still sure. um, it's, it's still not great. So what happens is that a lot of the time, Malaysians, when they're buying games, either through Amazon or Miniature Market or, you know, any of the other online retailers or pertinently in this case, Kickstarter, what they'll do is they'll order several copies to like, for example, if me and you, Ben, want to have a uh-huh. game, we're like, oh, you know, that that new Kickstarter looks super good, uh, but the shipping is a bit expensive. What if we order two copies and we split the cost of shipping so it doesn't, it's not as, it's not, it's not as paying you know, 2x shipping is more like 1.5x. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I think um, Americans do a similar thing with um, Forge World, with Games Workshop, because that is that is cast exclusively in the UK, and obviously yeah, that yeah. would cost them a lot of money to ship. So, yeah, it's, it, it's not an uncommon thing anyway, put it that way. Yeah. So, um, very commonly, these, um, these arrangements are done privately. So just, you know, friends with friends, individuals with other individuals. Or maybe you post on the Facebook group and says, hey, who'd like to go in on a group pledge in this game? And you get a list of names and, you know, all that kind of thing. Sometimes yeah. a store will do it, like a, a retail um, presence will say, hey, we're getting in X copies of this game. Who would like to be on the, who'd like to be on the list? Yeah. Because yeah, you, you, you get the, the retail pledges on a lot of Kickstarters, right? So Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So if you get the retail the retail pledges, you're saving a lot of money, not just on the shipping, but also on the on the actual game. Like yeah. um you, so you can get stuff fairly cheaply. So it's a it's a fairly popular way of, of doing things. 
uh, over here. I don't know about other places, but over here is very, very popular. A lot of people. Sure. The reason I'm telling you all this is because I want you guys to know that this practice is like standard and it and it's been going on for many years and it, it just works, right? Because people get their games. Uh, one, it, it, for example, I recently um, at Dinosaur Island uh, yep. and, and then it arrived at my friend's house and then I just drove to his house and, and got the game from him. And that's, that's how it worked on that, on that game. Uh, the Legend of Korra recently was another game that I got and that one was shipped to a store. So the store bought in, I don't know, 20 copies of the game. So I just drove to the store, paid for it, got it. Yeah. Actually, not, not paid for it at the store. You have to pay beforehand. And that's another key part of the story. So yeah. what had happened is that there's this uh, there was this company called Borders. Borders Tabletop Games Cafe was a, well, it was a cafe. It was, it was like a retail shop uh, in uh, Kuala Lumpur that for a little while had been doing these uh, group pledges for the Kickstarter. I had uh, done a pledge through them before. I had gotten this game called Five Minute Dungeon through them, and it was yeah. it had gone off completely without a hitch. I was very happy with the with the price I paid, which was something like less than twenty quid for the game. Sure, yeah, which is which is quite a good price considering how much games normally cost here. You can expect to pay something like MSRP or ten or ten or twenty percent above MSRP for most games. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I so I had done business with Borders before, and Borders had been picking up that side of the operation, right? Kickstarter pledges, they've been doing a lot of really popular games like uh, Cthulhu Wars. Yeah, so you're saying, you're saying with uh, Borders, they're based in Kuala Lumpur, it's a big, yeah. big city. Um, yeah. And they, they run a, a, a retail shop for analog gaming and it's yeah. a cafe as well. So a yeah. fairly well-established community in the middle of a big city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. that's part of why that, uh, that that people were willing to trust them right because they had a retail presence. If you have a retail presence, that's a certain amount of you know capital that you've invested in in the place. You know you're not yeah. going to you're not going to risk and jeopardize your specific reputation. You know all of the money that you've put into the place. But what had happened was apparently. And I don't know the details of this, which is why it's not in the article that I wrote about this. The article, by the way, is what um, is what led you to to want to talk to me, right? Which is the piece that I wrote for. Absolutely, and we'll have a link in the description to that article as well for anyone that wants to read that. In the article, I did not say anything about their retail their retail um, closing down because I didn't have details. I don't know why it closed down. I couldn't reach anyone for comment. Um, but it, if in and sometime in 2017, late 2017, their shop closed, and I do not know why. Uh, although one can speculate that financial difficulty may have been involved, because shortly after the the shop closed, when I say shortly in the time of the time span of maybe a couple of months, I started to hear grumblings about uh, people saying, "Oh, my games through Borders are late," like as in the you know the Kickstarter. Um, the publishers have said, oh, yeah, all our Southeast Asian games are shipped. All our Asian yeah. copies are shipped. Backers should be getting them soon. Look out for your tracking. Yeah. And it, yeah. it is worth differentiating, differentiating there, actually, because it's not uncommon for Kickstarters to be late. But the, the scenario here, as you're saying, was that yeah. this had been shipped by the Kickstarter and was not yes. in the hands of the backers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So people yeah. were grumbling to Borders saying, hey, you know, where's our games? And Borders at first were saying like, oh, you know, we've been having some issues with the shop closing. We've got some stuff to sort out. We've had to let go of some stuff. Um, and this was all communicated to us through this uh, instant message group, WhatsApp group that we were all, when I say we, I mean, you know, people who had given money to Borders were, were, were yeah. part of. Because what had happened was when all of these like uh, rumblings were going around, somebody started a group. Uh, with one of the uh, one of the owners of Borders, started this chat group so that he could keep everybody updated in one place. So at the time that this was this group was set up, um, I had just placed another order with Borders. This was at the either the end of October or the middle of November, twenty seventeen. I had just mm. uh, ordered Dice Hospital, which is a uh, which is in by Ali Cat Games from the UK. Uh, okay. Through through borders, I I you know paid the money, uh, and I said yeah you know thanks for doing business. And then as part of this, I had heard um, from other people who are because when I get excited about a game, as you know we all know, we post about it in the Facebook group. We ask oh hey who else is interested in this? Does anyone see any good reviews? You know we we talk about it, and in the process of talking about it, this is where I first I believe that I first heard the the rumblings about borders. Yes. Um, and then in the WhatsApp group, a lot we had a lot of people uh, talking about, oh, you know, where's our games? Or what's what's happening to this this game and that game? And then uh, every so often you'd have a success story. Borders was like, some borders would say, okay, we set up a meeting on the the fifteenth, the twentieth, or what have you, and uh, we'll go. People would go and they would get their games and report, hey, I've received my games. You know, thanks to Thanks, Christopher. You know you've you uh, you've come through for me, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sure. So you know, so for the first you know few months, it uh, when I say few months, I mean like you know that October November period, mm-hmm. everything felt like it was just you know a company who had been having trouble, right? But they were doing their best to get out of that trouble and and do good by their customers, do right by their customers. Yeah. Um, it started getting worse around December. Because December, specifically before Christmas, was when Borders promised that the delivery of one very specific game was going to come in. That game being Gloomhaven. I don't know if you've heard of Gloomhaven. Yes, <laughs> I, I think I think if you've not heard of Gloomhaven and you have a vested interest in tabletop games, then you must have been living under a rock. Yeah. Uh, Gloomhaven yeah. was supposed to come in. The Kickstarter update said that it had shipped to Southeast Asia. And they specifically named in the Kickstarter update that Borders was their Southeast Asian distribu- distributor. And they, they said, yeah, we've shipped the games. Uh, but And so, you know, people who wanted their Gloomhavens were asking, hey, so when can we expect to get Gloomhaven? Because Gloomhaven was an incredibly anticipated reprint. This particular Kickstarter project that I'm talking about, whose uh, delivery date was December 2017, was the reprint of the of Gloomhaven, which after its first printing was completely sold out for like eight months to a year. People were champing at the bits to get their hands on this game, and they were just they were dying for it because it was it, the hype was crazy. It had hit number one <laughs> on Board Game Geek. You know, it was universal acclaim. Everyone and their mother was saying, "Oh, this game is is ridiculous." If you're into this kind of thing. So, myself included, had bought into the um, the second printing Kickstarter. In fact, it was a it was a birthday present for me from my from my co-host at, at the Ding and Dead podcast. So, which you know, I was like, because 
what had happened there was the second Kickstarter had come out, I was like, oh, do I really, do I really want to spend this much money on one game? And they and they looked at me and they were like, you know what? Shut up, Calvin. Here, happy birthday. Oh, that was nice it, of them. It was, it, it was very nice of them, yeah. And um, uh, so back to where we are in the story. Christmas came and went, which sucked obviously because a lot of us were were trying were hoping to play it over Christmas break. Yeah. Um, New Year came and went. Uh, I believe that a couple of people did manage to get their copies, but not everyone. And this is when it started to feel a bit weird. Like, why are some people getting it, but not others? Uh-huh. When where things where things really came to a head was to was the middle of January. Uh, people were getting very angry. It was things were getting quite heated in this chat group, and people were saying like, you know, why is there no response from Chris? And this is true. I had been I contacted Chris many times. If I'd set up three or four different meeting dates with him, where I was supposed to get my Gloomhaven from him, but he either did respond yeah. or it just the dates came and went with no with no answers. Like even though it said, I, I don't know if you've used WhatsApp. If you guys use WhatsApp, there. I, I don't use it, but um, uh, my wife Charlotte uses it, and it, yeah, lo- loads of people use it for because it's it's free communication, right? As long as you've got an internet yes. connection. So, so one of the yeah. features of WhatsApp is that it has a you know seen by this delivered the message has been delivered the message has been seen by the person. Yeah, it's the same same idea as Facebook Messenger, isn't it? So so yeah, so the messages had been yeah. read by him, but they were not being responded to. Uh huh. And so there was a lot of confusion. There was a lot of anger. A lot of people saying, hey, what the heck is going on? And a Facebook group was created uh, specifically to, to get everybody on the same page. The idea here was just like, just like the chat group had been created. The Facebook group uh-huh. was created to get everybody on the same page and update everyone at once instead of... The idea was instead of Christopher having to personally say, type to everyone, hey, by the way, your games are here... The idea was that this Facebook group, he could post one status and everybody would read it. And it was around this time that, um, that we learned about another person in this in this situation who was named Bruce. So apparently Bruce, and again, I didn't put this in the article because I cannot confirm any of these details, but apparently Bruce was Christopher's either business partner or co-owner of Borders. And he was, uh, he was part of the Singapore operation. It is not 100% clear to me what the details are because I hear conflicting okay. information and without any way to verify this information, I don't want to put it in writing. You know, you know what I mean? But the, <laughs> the the core idea is that Christopher and Bruce, they're both related to Borders somehow. And for some reason, Christopher had said, okay, so Bruce is now in charge of, of the whole situation. And as part of as part of um, as, as part of my article, I wrote that yeah. So Bruce uh, on in February had said okay. So things are moving along slowly but surely. We're getting. Uh, he posted this in the Facebook group. He said you know slowly but surely things are moving. He posted some pictures of people unloading copies of Gloomhaven. The Gloomhaven shipping box is very distinctive. The sh- the size is enormous. Like each thing. Yeah, well, it's a humongous game, isn't each it? Each box contains one copy. It's not like, you know, you open most board game boxes, like six, 12, or, you know, three copies inside. It's not one box, one copy. So it was, it was, it was a very distinctive box. You could see Gloomhaven on the side. So it was, it was, it showed people unloading it from a warehouse. So it's like, oh, okay, fine. So things are moving again now that Bruce is on the case and, uh, you know, hope sprang eternal. So what happened was Bruce set a date with some people to, to give out the Gloomhaven. 
and and this and this happened again uh, like i said it's weird that some people cleared it and some people didn't but you know about eight to ten people again not sure how many went met him uh, at a mcdonald's in the parking lot and got their game and i was messaging him saying hey can i get my game or you know is it possible for me to get one of my friends to pick it up for me or something like that right because uh-huh. this at this point it's yeah. february I, I was meant to have it in december you know it's two months late and again no response none he never responded to any of my of my facebook messages and then the proverbial crap began to hit the fan because mighty boards is a game publisher posted on their Kickstarter page for this game called Petricor. Have you heard of Petricor? I don't think I have, no. Anyway, so it's, it's, a, it's a game uh, that they released, and they posted a Kickstarter update. Let me find the date here. March 27th. So March 27th, they posted a Kickstarter okay. update, and they said, I'm reading directly from the update, we have some unfortunate news to share on this matter, this matter being the Asia shipment. Borders Tabletop Cafe received the packages with the games, However, they have stopped contact with us immediately after picking up the package. We have been trying to reach them through various means. However, it seems it is unlikely that we will get to them, and we are considering this cargo, along with our down payment for fulfillment, as stolen by Borders Tabletop Cafe and therefore lost. We are in contact with various other companies and people who are affected by this to see how we can react to this unfortunate event. We are not the only creator being affected by Borders right now. Uh, this is quite a tough nut for us. We have lost almost 20,000 US dollars in market values to this event. But do not worry, the backers are not the ones who will be paying for this. Asian backers will still get their games. And then it, and then it goes on to talk about you know more more details about this. You can go and read this on the Petricor Facebook page, Kickstarter uh, page, yeah. Petricor being P-E-T-R-I-C-H-O-R. Okay. okay. Again, we'll have a link to that in the description and people can uh, browse that at their... Uh, convenience um but yeah some some quite damning words there sure sure once that happened the chips started to fall right people were like so what the heck is happening so uh i believe i cannot 100 percent confirm this off the top of my head but i believe it was this event which uh was the impetus for a lot of people to start emailing other publishers and asking what's the situation with borders like you know can can you can can you can you talk to can you talk to us directly and say what is happening with borders and a lot of publishers came back to say we well, are yeah, borders uh we never received any money from them for this kickstarter game that you for, for our kickstarter even though even though that we borders customers had paid borders the money i'll give you a specific example which was my experience with uh-huh. dice hospital so remember i said that I, I had paid money for dice hospital back in back in october which is when the the end of the kickstarter yes, ran. Yes. i contacted um alley cat games uh, just last week, last week, this week, and they said no record of payment received from from Borders. This was, you know, six months after the fact. So basically, they for a period of time lasting at least, you know, from when they had a retail presence until they stopped having a retail presence, and even further, that would beyond that, they had been taking money from customers for Kickstarter pledges and then not pledging the money. Right, so so that that this is a whole it becomes a whole different uh, ball game from 
incompetence there then, doesn't it? Because the the implication there is that there's been a degree of premeditation. Yeah, exactly. And this. it wasn't just one company, right? If you, if you see in my article, there's confirmed reports from at least 10 companies, and that's the ones we know about. You know, and this, These are major games publishers who said, no, we have no record of any um, transaction from borders at all. In some cases, and this was what was interesting, uh, a record of oh we've backed the we've backed the Kickstarter for five for five dollars and we're supposed to upgrade it later in Pledge Manager which is something that you do sometimes right like you can back for one dollar and then later you upgrade it in the Pledge Manager to to get your you know you pay if you upgrade your pledge from one dollar to a hundred dollars or sixty dollars or however many the however much money it is so uh, at least one company reported that they had received this initial pledge but it was never upgraded at least one company said that. Uh-huh. That borders had paid them in full, but never took possession of the shipment, which is weird. Yeah, so it, you, you've got some instances like the one you just mentioned previously, where no pledge was ever made to the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. which is that that's quite cut and dry. They, they've all, you know obviously money's been stolen from customers and that. Yeah, that's that that constitutes fraud. Yeah. Yeah, but then you've got some instances which which just smack of a, a complete lack of competence. If you if you sort of look at maybe if you think about it and you sort of reconstruct the timeline roughly, it could have been that things were going okay for Borders. They were delivering games, you know. They had they had been doing you know the thing, and after a while they ran into some kind of trouble. It's possible again. I can't confirm this. I don't know because their shop closed down. And they did maybe go through, like you said, an issue of competence. And then the competence just sort of slowly slid into, hey, actually, we're in financial trouble. Again, purely speculation. This is all alleged, right? We're in financial trouble. Yeah. But we've got all these people giving us money and continuing to give us money for this service that we used to perform. Um, and again, this is entirely speculation. I cannot speak to what is in anybody's mind. But the fact that, you know, as late as October, which is when I gave the money, and already people at that time had been complaining that their games were not being given to them, indicates that at the time that they knew that they were having issues with orders, they were still taking money for new orders. So that's that's the gist of the situation. Currently, uh, April right now, when we're recording this, there is no, there's nothing new to report because basically... There's, there's no way to contact them. What uh, what we in KL have been doing is we've been um, we've been filing police reports and we're trying to get the consumers tribunal involved um, to, to you know hopefully get legal recourse. Because the thing about the thing the thing about this is we paid money in the expectation that we would receive products, but the products like were never paid for, so the publisher can't. I mean, what's what's the publisher of the game supposed to do? You know, like. I, I paid for, for example, Cthulhu Wars, but the Cthulhu Wars no, money never reached the publisher of Cthulhu Wars. What are they supposed to do? Give me a copy of Cthulhu Wars? I mean, it would be great if they did, but I understand why it, with the margins in this industry the way they are. It's incredibly prohibitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For them to just be giving up, especially shipping to Malaysia. Copies it's, a, it's a big ask, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So you, you, said, you said, obviously, that... Um, there's been uh, some police reports filed and things like that, but so far there, there's no reports of any um, any action against uh, 
against borders or the the people that uh, that were involved in it, uh, Bruce or Chris? No, not at this time, um, because the whole police report situation only really started happening, you know, within the last couple of weeks. It's a very unsat- it's a very unsatisfying ending. Yeah. As as a journalist, you you you've you've laid out um quite a a detailed picture for us of what's happened, but um, what what are your personal feelings on the matter? I mean, obviously, you know, having having your birthday present stolen sucks. It sucks. There's there's no way around yeah. it. It was just it was really upsetting. I was very upset, but the um, I prefer to look at the upside, and the upside of all of what all of this was. Uh, when people found out what had happened, the whole border situation, and when they found out that you know my my games had been stolen, people started shipping in, like they started giving me donating, I guess you know small amounts of money, a few dollars here, a few dollars there, in or in some cases you know substantially more, um, to help to just help with this to to help me out with this thing that has happened. I mean, I'm very grateful. Very grateful to to everyone who's who's agreed to help me out. In fact, like one of my one of my local friends, he's he's agreed to because um, he lives near Singapore and there's a board game shop in Singapore that has a copy of Gloomhaven like available. He's he's agreed okay. to when he when he returns home next month for for the election. We're having an election soon. Uh, when he returns returns home next month for the election, he's going to he's going to take the the copy of Gloomhaven back up to me. So I only have a little a little bit longer left to wait and I'll finally have my birthday present. Like literally a year after my birthday. <laughs> it's it's my birthday. Yeah, long last year. It's better late than never. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. So I mean okay, so there is a slightly happy ending for me. Um in that I, I did get one of my games. Uh I will be uh pre ordering the other game, Dice Hospital, because I think it's I think it's a heck of a dice uh, dice drafting game, and um, and hopefully my hope, my personal hope, and one that was echoed by a lot of people, you know, uh, the locals here that I talked to for this piece, and you know, just sort of talked to in conversation, they just really want to have, to get their money back, you know, like no nobody I spoke to ever really yeah. said anything about oh you know we want damages or we want to sue the crap out of them or we want to you know make sure they burn in hell. None of that, really. The, the the worst thing that they said was they hoped that you know people would, would know about what they you know what they had done and the practices that they had undertaken, you know. Uh-huh. And 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 even then, some people some people said to me like you know if they just give me my games and my money back, I'm just willing to call it square. You know, they they they're not after yeah. they're not out for blood. Yeah, which is very very generous in the face of what happened. When when you're part of a a community, um. It, it almost stings a bit more. Um, yeah, when, when it's it's the betrayal that stings more than the 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 loss of of finances or property. I think, um, especially when we, we we talk so often about how inclusive and welcoming um, tabletop communities are, and I, I suppose the fortunate thing is that um, stories like this are um, very few and far between. Yes, actually, yes. It, it it's no less hurtful to the the people involved, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I can definitely say that because it came from people who we you know we considered also part of the hobby rather than oh you know here's a sort of faceless corporation who's just taking our money. You know, it 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 did. Yeah, you're right. 
Well, I think that about covers uh, all we have to say on the the borders case for the moment. But um, uh, yeah, we'll be sure to keep an eye on that. And uh, thank you very much for for joining us today, Calvin, to talk about it. Um, and ho- ho- hopefully, we'll have you back on the podcast um, under happier circumstances in the future. That would be nice. Maybe we can talk about Gloomhaven. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're hoping to play it soon. Uh, uh, one one of our listeners who's uh, since became a friend, we, we actually met him at a compulsion in Edinburgh yesterday. He's got a copy and uh, he, he wants to, to play it with us because uh, we, we just couldn't get a copy anywhere. Um, Maybe you, you know who else you should talk to, actually? Go talk to Ali Cat Games because they're in the UK. They put, they're doing a lot of really exciting yeah. stuff at the moment. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll maybe check and see um, if they're going to be at UK Games Expo because... Oh, you're going to UK Geneva? Yeah, uh, I am. I was actually speaking to Richard Denning, who's uh, one of the the organisers yesterday, um, and he he was uh, he was saying that okay. they're going to be releasing the the full list of all of the the retailers that are going to be there to the press, so we can start deciding uh, who we want to speak to and when. But um, yeah, well that that um, that about wraps up this episode. Uh, folks, uh, thank you again, Calvin, for for joining us. Uh, make sure to check out the Ding and Dent podcast and boardgameprices.com, which does service the UK. Um, and for for <laughs> all of you listening, whether you're on the the bus at work or at home, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Hi, everyone. It's Charlotte from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. All you need to do is search Unlucky Frog Gaming. You can also show your support for the Unlucky Frog through Patreon. To find out more information, check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com. Thanks. Bye.